Channeling Spirit Virtual Summit, a platform where we have invited spirit to share messages, healings, and transmissions with all of us. May this energetic experience help us to expand our awareness and to deepen the relationship we have with our higher self, our spiritual team, and with Source, however we define them. Thank you for being here and for taking part in this amazing journey. Hello and welcome back to the Channeling Spirit Virtual Summit. It is always a little bittersweet when we come to the last day. Uh, we are in uh, episode 10, which is the first episode of the fourth day of this season. Uh, with us today is Joanne Angel Barry Colon. Um, she is someone that uh, Kitty introduced me to. Uh, and as you uh, know, Kitty was on episode seven this season. So Joanne, welcome to our conversation. Looking forward to seeing what uh, what we're going to be talking about and what's going to be coming through. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll go from there. Sure. But before I do, I just want to make a correction on my name. It's Joanne Angel Barry Cologne. <laughs> you know, I like the scent. And a little bit about me. Well, my biography is like my bio is about this long but making it real short I'm a certified holistic personal trainer and what that just really means is I blend the um, superficial world such as holistic fitness and the healing realms into everything so I'm an intuitive healer cosmic energy reader medical astrologer master of numerology and I've created this amazing deck called Chakra Balance Numerology Cosmic Energy Forecast Deck, which I actually use in replacement of my general health and fitness form when clients come to see me. I do that out, and I decided that I was going to use this instead because I found that this actually helped me to discover my clients on a deeper soul level based on things that they would normally never share with me and nor would be shared on a general questionnaire. So I have a lot of fun with this deck, and I learn a lot about my clients. I've been in the health, fitness, and wellness industry for 35-plus years. I can't believe it myself. And also have been in the, the healing realm for about 10-plus years. And I can honestly say that I literally every day get up out of bed loving what I do. And yeah, true soul's calling, I'm blessed that God has chosen me to do the work that I do. And I get to connect with so many men and women. My primary clientele are women, but I do work with men based on referral and channeling energy is fairly new in the last five years, but I'm going to leave it at that for now. Excellent. Well, welcome. And so, Thank you. um, what kind of topic and subject would you like to begin our conversation with? Well, one of my favorites, which is about connecting with our chakras and how connecting with chakras help to heal our body. Now, I would like to assume, and my grandma always said to me, never assume you make an ass out of yourself. I hope I can curse, sorry. You know, but I, I would assume that we're all here and we all understand the meaning of what chakras are. But just in case there's somebody who is listening or watching this later on who does not know, what chakra really means is wheel or disc. And theoretically, I know 
if you drive and have a wheel, wheels on your, on your car, you want those wheels to turn to get you to where you're going. Same thing with our chakra system. Our chakras should be in flow and should be flowing. And if there's one or more of our chakras that are not in flow, that creates a stagnation in our actual body. And over a long period of time of that stagnation, that then creates physical pain, illness, and disease. And it's one of my favorite topics because when I do work with clients, most often and none, clients are coming in with physical ailments that they want to heal without necessarily, necessarily having to take medicine to do just that. And I like to say that I have a magic wand that I use, and I literally do, I didn't bring it with me today, to actually tap in to whatever that physical pain, illness, or disease is and how it's connected to their chakra system, and even better, how far back it actually goes. Because when it starts to show and surface, it's something that stems very deep into our root into perhaps childhood patterns or even past life experiences that has surfaced for the individual to learn something deeper about themselves. So it's one of my favorite topics. Cool. And so for someone that is wanting to, how do I put this? For somebody that is kind of new to the whole energetic world, looking to better understand themselves, where would you recommend they begin within their own body to start to recognize their chakras? Or how would you recommend people start to begin to become familiar with their chakras? Well, I think to start off with, and that's an amazing question, intuitively speaking, it really is about making the connection, that mind-body connection. So many of us are disconnected with our body, where we are, everything's about the logic in our head. And if we can take a minute to slow ourselves down and ask, for example, I would say the average person has experienced back discomfort at one time of their life, for whatever the reasons are, whether it's stress-related, sitting too long, overweight, whatever it might be. So we talk about back discomfort. It's really about taking a minute and I, what I suggest to clients is take the, taking their hands and literally placing it on their back. So if it's their lower back, placing it on their lower back. If it's the middle back, just literally on the middle part of the back. And if it's the upper back, literally on their upper back. And if they can't because it's uncomfortable, then just tuning in and asking their back, hey, back, what's going on here? And what am I supposed to know? And then just allow themselves to be quiet enough just to see what their body tells them. If their body, if the, if, the, if the back muscle gets tighter or if they actually hear something. And when we think about the back itself, and I, I would say this is so logical, it's not even funny, but the back is what supports us because it's our spinal system. So I would say theoretically for that person who's inquiring, start with that connection with your body, slowing yourself down, and becoming more attuned to when your body is talking to you, just as you would when you're having a conversation with a friend. You know, you're not going to sit with a friend, or at least I like to think we're not going to sit with a friend and hold our phone in our hand and hold a conversation with them as well. We're going to put the phone down and pay.
as the first tool that I teach clients, beginners, in reference to connecting with their chakras. And so one thing that I want to add to this, um, I am the kind of person that has not easily recognized energy in my body. I know that a lot of people, I presume that a lot of people do, but aren't aware of it. And so a big yes. part of a big part of the conversation that I would love for us to have in this whole platform of Channeling Spirit Virtual Summit is about increasing the awareness that we have of the energy that we that is a part of us. Um, and so the conversation of chakras is really interesting for me because in part, like many things, I, I know they're there. I know that they're important. I just never gave them much importance uh, to some degree. Like I said the other day in, in one of the conversations, I have given, I have passed over the management of my chakras over to my higher self and my spiritual team because I'm lazy. Um, and so I let them, I let them help me manage the balance of, of my chakras. Of course, I'm active in that by doing that. And um, I know f friends of mine can feel when a certain part of their body doesn't feel like it's moving quite right. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not one of those people. Um, certain people can feel the flow of energy through their body. Um, I, again, I'm not necessarily one of those people. I can hear, I can feel chills and kind of, uh, as, there's things that I'm beginning to, to recognize. Like when I'm, when I'm working with my friends in my practice channel group, there's been times when I've been feeling a lot of energy in the back of my head and the skull, like just, be, just between the skull and the, and, and the neck. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, when I know that when I'm working with a very strong energy, I can feel a lot there. Um, and so I'm beginning to, my body is, and my mind are beginning to communicate a little bit more clearly for me. Um, but it's a very slow progress for me. And the reason that I'm mentioning this is because if you're like me and you don't feel energy, don't worry about it. Just know that it's there know that the system exists um it is something that um not only people that are very experienced reference but also our spirit friends will reference our energy flow and our chakras as well um and so there's a lot of value in understanding the chakras they are there are seven primary chakras in the body and then there are two more that i tend to use which is at the at the the base of the feet and then above about you know kind of like an arm's length above the head so there's nine that i tend to use primarily there's secondary chakras in the hands and in the feet and the knees and i mean they're all over the place i think there's like 150 some odd chakras in our system so but there's seven or nine primaries um so learning to identify them even intellectually is a place that i would begin if this is something that's of interest to you. Yes. And, and even if we want to eliminate the word connecting with the energy to it and just connect with, as Daniel was saying about that he can feel energy in the back of his neck when he's connecting with spirit, the back of the neck is associated with the throat chakra. So when we can make that connection of whether it's feeling something back there where it may show up as stiffness even or tightness, and just attuning to that on the more um, 
medical concept of it all as opposed to the metaphysical concept. And when you can make that connection, like, oh, you know what? My neck is a little stiff today. And then take it one step further to, okay, the neck is, because now we all know the neck is associated with the throat chakra. It could be a factor of how you are communicating with somebody or how spirit is communicating with you or what it is you need to say or what you're not saying. And when we make that connection, again, it's that mind-body connection. It's learning to understand what your body is actually saying to you without necessarily having to run to the doctor, shall we say. And I and and just to just to put that out, put it out here right now, I'm not opposed going to the doctor. What I would rather is that we learn how to really connect with our bodies to become our own doctor. And if something does persist for, let's say, longer than 14 days, and I know that sounds like a really long time, but sometimes it takes about that long for your body to readjust itself before running off to, the, to your physician to find out what is going on. And if for whatever the reasons why it happens to be metaphysical, which from my point of view, 99% of the time it is, the doctors are not going to be able to determine and define and give you an explanation to what is actually wrong. And unfortunately, what they may very well end up doing is having you go through a numerous amount of different tests to determine what might be wrong because they're doctors and it's their job rightfully so, to have an explanation to give you a diagnosis. Whereas if you could take that time, that 14 days to really take a minute to say, okay, so what's been going on in my life over the last maybe 14 days prior to this, that might be creating whether we want to call it stress or stiffness in the body and really tap in and keep a journal even to get a better understanding to, okay, what's going on? And when you can get to that point and really fine-tune it to okay well it's stiffness and because we already know and i'm going to just stay with the, the neck for now the, the back of the neck that it's connected to the throat chakra am i saying what i need to say am i expressing myself did i have a conversation with somebody and i didn't really get a chance to say something so i'm swallowing it and that creates a lot of stress in the neck if that makes sense one thing that I will add to this, and so please, this is not medical advice by any stretch of the imagination. Um, what I tend to do for myself, and again, this isn't a recommendation or a suggestion for you to do what I do, but this is just what I do. I have always been fairly good at sensing or recognizing when my body is off, when it needs something, and when something needs attention. And so when I start feeling ill or like something isn't right with my body, I will sit with it on my own long enough to know, okay, I need to go see a doctor about this because the, there's something here that needs attention. Um, so please, if there's anything that's coming up, always seek medical attention. This is not a recommendation for you to avoid doctors and to, you know, heal yourself energetically if this is not something that you've ever done before. And of course, the healing yourself metaphysically is a part of our experience. So I am going to encourage you guys to explore that, but don't negate or neglect um, the, the, the medical community because they're amazing and they, they play a role in our 
well-being and in our health as well. So, um, yes, I, I agree. Definitely agree with that. No, and again, it just comes back to that mind-body connection to become more aware of how your body responds, what your body is actually saying to you at that time. And when you do get the medical diagnosis and by working with your metaphysical diagnosis as well, it's like a, a great blend together, you know, where you can really dive deeper into like, okay, so this is what's going on. How can I, what and how can I do to make myself feel better so I can move better and feel good in my body? So speaking of the metaphysical connection and chakras and energy and all of that, uh, something that keeps on popping in my head to share with you guys, um, which I wasn't going to share, but it keeps on popping up. So uh, something is there wanting me to share this with you guys. As we're talking about chakras, and I mentioned that I'm feeling a lot of uh, energy and kind of tingling or buzzing energetics kind of thing in the back of my neck and sometimes it feels like tightness there's a couple of things that i do um one of the things that i do is i imagine feel energy flowing more freely and more easily through that part of my body so i can imagine the feeling the sensation of of a blockage of sorts releasing and letting go softly and gently and easily for that energy to flow more easily. I consciously allow my muscles in that area to relax and to allow again, energy to flow through them more easily. And the thing that I wasn't going to share is the fact that I have some issues in the middle of my back, um, that, during a spiritual regression session, my team told me that the reason that that's there is to remind me that I need to open up my heart space. And yes. um, now, now that I have that awareness, when I get that tightness in my back or I wake up in the morning with that pain in my back, I, the first thing I do is I, I, I work with the energetics in, of the heart chakra. Um, to expand, to open, to flow, give it attention. Um, and so this is, again, just an example of how our chakras and our, our physical experience are linked, are connected, and how they can support each other and work together and, and provide us information of areas that our our energetic field needs some attention from us um yes so. that, that is true and when we think about the middle of the back and the heart chakra for that matter it's literally that connection between what we call the high the high heart which is the thymus so whatever it is that's going on with the back of your neck where that communication expression comes in expanding into the heart chakra so it's like allowing yourself to express with more kindness and joy that comes through you so you can expand into your heart chakra. So when that, as I'm hearing, message comes through for you to tap into your heart, you're allowing that to open and expand out and create joy out into the world. So it's a powerful connection that you have with spirit where your body is like, okay, 
we're a little tight back here. This is your opportunity to push out so your heart can expand. Thank you for that. And um, I want to invite anybody that is listening, if you have any questions or comments, uh, raise your hand, put a question in the chat. You know, this is an interactive conversation, so feel free to, to play with us as well. <clears throat> and, and if I can add something in regards to our chakras, in addition to, let's say, for example, astrology, and the actual, let's say we all right now, I'm sure we're all experiencing amazing full moon that we have going on, which also helps to activate our chakra system. And because it is in Aquarius, and we talk about Aquarius is about our community, the collective energy, and also humanity. But when we talk about Aquarius, Aquarius is associated with the heart chakra. So again, every one of us may be experiencing some sort of connection with the heart, whether it is feeling some sort of tightness in the, the upper portion of the back, or maybe some tightness even in the heart because of this full moon's energy that's activating your heart chakra. You know, so being aware and understanding that our zodiac signs and our planets are also associated with our chakras. And each one, each planet has a specific energy to a specific chakra. So every single day, depending on what's going on in the planetary energy, has an influence on our chakra system. It's something that I find really fascinating how everything seems to be interconnected to each other. Yes. And it's a reminder for me of the, not only the, sorry, my internet connection's a bit slow, so if I'm a bit bumpy, um, it's it's always fascinating for me when I get these experiences of the incredible relationship between everything that exists. And it's a kind of a, I don't want to say it's a reminder, but it makes me think about not only how everything is so interconnected, but we lose sight of that. And there's an element of we are not just a small little tiny piece of sand in a huge, vast universe of everything. Like we are an integral part of, of the energy of the universe. Um, so it's just, Anyway, just wanted to share that. Yeah, and, and as, as you speak about that connection, you know, as we are connected to the universe, we spoke about how the chakras are associated with our zodiac signs, and of course the planets, it's also associated with our numbers. And since we're on the topic of our heart chakra, why not add one more component <coughs> to this by talking about today's date, which the primary date is the 11th, which is a master healer, which when you actually take those two numbers now, theoretically, in numerology, we don't really take the master numbers and add them up to that single digit, but it holds the same meaning of the number two, and the number two is associated with the heart chakra. Now, you take the overall date, which adds up to the number eight. Now, we talk about the solar plex energy, which is the belly, the gut intuition, our power, our willpower to be able to make that connection between the mind and the body and recognizing how we are 
connected. Every one of us who are here are connected and everyone who's watching later on are connected to this energy and we're all interconnected in one way or another. So there, there's definitely no mistake in regards to how we, we're curious to, is there something more? And the answer to that question is obviously there is um, something a lot more, so much bigger than we can even put our hands on for right now. But we're learning and recognizing that, wow, this, there's this, what I like to call the universal school is definitely enhancing us and enhancing our spiritual wisdom. There's a question that came in the chat, which is, um, which I think is, you know, very relevant to this conversation. Uh, loving this discussion, mind and body should be aligned? Question mark. What does that actually mean, and how do we know they are aligned? That is a beautiful question. And yes, mind and body definitely should be aligned. And I, I. I think the best answer to this question is how do you know when your body and mind are connected is when you actually are connected with your body and not in this overwhelming logical. Now, me having a Aquarius moon sign, I analyze everything. So it doesn't surprise me that my moon sign is Aquarius and, and I'm analytical and I evaluate and research but if I only had that and not the other components, you know, which brings me into the actual physical fitness realm, which allows me to stay connected, it, it brings me out of my head and brings me more down into what we call the uh, lower, lower, um, lower chakra points, which allows us to stay grounded. So when we are not in that mind-body connection, we seem to be really analytical. We evaluate and analyze. Now, evaluate is a nice word. Analyzing everything, we're always analytical about things, being curious or even maybe sometimes judgmental, takes us out of that alignment in regards to being in our body and being connected to what I like to call Mother Gaia, which is the earth, and allowing us to be in that space so that mind, body, and I'm going to add one other component, spirit, where we have that relationship between the three and we bring it together. And I know in my industry as many fitness practitioners, wellness practitioners, et cetera, anyone in the health fitness and wellness industry, many of them are really in the analytical, which is their, their mind process as opposed to connecting, I'm, I'm sorry, really in their physical as opposed to connecting that mind-body-spirit component to recognize that there's more to us than it being three different components, because it's not really three different components. When you add them together, there's one, mind, body, spirit, all one. And we should treat it as so, not three different components. And when we get to do that, we can better connect with who we are and better understand on how our body's feeling at a given time when we attune ourselves to that connection and that's how we know when we are connected mind body spirit where we can come out of that analytical brain and allow our body to guide us in reference to intuition going into the solar plex energy and asking for guidance intuition and when we can do that in my point of view it's about that connection of like i am connected mind body spirit 
and I'm not at, I'm not in my, I'm not in my logical state so much. I hope that answered the question. If I may, there's something I want to add to this. Um, for me, a lot of the, and by no means am I an expert at this, so please take what I'm saying with a, with a lot of salt. Um, for me, there's two different models of our energetic body that I have come across. Either we have four bodies or we have five bodies. I tend to like the idea that we have four bodies, though I've heard some models of five that that resonate with me as well. But so four bodies, we have our physical body, we have our emotional body, our mental body, and our spiritual body. Whenever one of those bodies comes into the forefront and takes over our experience, it's creating a imbalance in the relationship between all four of the bodies. And so for me, it's about allowing aspects of myself to listen to the others for advice, for support, for guidance, for space. And sometimes one of our bodies needs to take kind of the forefront and be in the forefront because that's what it needs. And the others are aware of that and they give it that space. So when I treat my my four bodies as four parts of my personality as separate personalities, I start to relate to them and work with them in uh, a relationship where they're all supporting each other and helping each other and communicating and you know patting each other on the back when needed or you know letting one take over and kind of dominate for a little bit because that they just need to have a little bit bit of a of, of a conniption fit. Um, so. There's no right or wrong, but the more awareness that we have of what our our different bodies are doing, I find helps to align things. Our 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 bodies, and I'll say this plural, our bodies are incredibly designed to find a balance within themselves. They're self-healing, our mental, our physical, our emotional our spiritual, we are all designed to be self-healing when we give them that space. But it's for me, the awareness of knowing that they exist, that helps me to play with that, that alignment. Hope, yes. hope. <clears throat> Anything you want to add to that before we, we go to Sean? Yes, yes. And I'm glad you brought on the emotional component because I think the emotional component of it plays a huge role in regards to that connection between the mind and body in regards to our chakras. Because when the chakra system is feeling a little stagnate, stagnated or even blocked, from my point of view, it has a lot to do with our emotions. So when our emotions are out of alignment, so to speak, that's going to create the stagnation in our physical body, where then the physical pain, illness, or disease may surface based on the emotional component of it all. So yes, definitely the four parts of our bodies, and even the fifth part, which I believe is the outer body, where I think many of us have outer body experiences in regards to, we get a chance to see ourselves outside of what is actually going on. And I know for me, that's fascinating because it brings me back into check in regards to what my mind, body, emotion, and spirits are all doing together and working together as one. So for those of you that are curious, um, the five bodies that somebody spoke to me about recently that 
I went, okay, yeah, I can see that working. And again, I don't resonate with this fully. Like I say, I like the four bodies, but for those of you that like playing with, with, with stuff, the five bodies that were described to me were physical, prana, emotional, wisdom, and bliss. Now, I don't know what any of those mean because, like I say, that description doesn't really resonate with me. And what I hear through the spirits that and the channels that I listen to and the books that I've read, um, for me, it's the four bodies that I mentioned, the physical, emotional, mental, and, and spiritual or energetic. Um, well, they're all energetic, but spiritual being that. So anyway, Sean, um, do you, are you okay if I put you on video? Yeah? Okay. Let me, while you are unmuting yourself, let me pin you. Go ahead. Well, I want to say thank you for doing this again, Daniel and, um, and Joanne. I mean, you guys have just confirmed everything that I have basically been living. Um, I was, di- I got kind of got diagnosed with migraines back in, they started happening after my gallbladder went south and it wasn't diseased. My body just. Um, decided that it didn't want it anymore. It had scar. I have endometriosis, so I think that's what happened. Well, that's when everything kind of started with my body being sick. I can relate to Joanne. Joanne is just, I want to hop aboard with Joanne and you, Daniel, because I understand you both so open-heartedly, you know, just by what you guys are saying. It just makes me not feel crazy anymore, even though I went through it. But I haven't written I haven't written anything down because I can't journal. My mind has just been so busy and so much stuff has happened. But just to get this confirmation, because I have pretty intense migraines. I'm on medication, but I so open-heartedly believe in the holistic part of it. Like Joanne was saying, wait 14 days. Yeah, wait 14 days because your body might be telling you something. And then you put in the, the four, you know, different layers in that. Oh, that's amazing because I've been doing that, not realizing, you know, there was something, there was common knowledge to, you know, so what you guys are saying, I, it's just, wow. I mean, I have to watch what I eat now. I went through and I have transformed. I went from, from 2019, a size 12, 14. And then when Everything happened in 2020, that March, I decided to just eat the way I was supposed to, gluten and dairy-free or things that just didn't like me anymore. And um, I'm a size two. (laughs) But I've lost it the right way. And I will crutch up upon it because I've done hair for 35 years. I've done hair. I'll tell you, your hair tells you what's wrong with your body as well. So I could tell you a whole another story on that. So all of what you guys have said today just my heart is overfilled with joy and gratitude and everything to confirm where I'm going with what I'm doing in my life with more of a self-care thing with the beauty industry. Yes. So thank yes, you. For thank sh- you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that, Sean. One thing that I want to just kind of mention and, and you bring up this, this point beautifully And again, caveat, not an expert, not a teacher. Um, But one of the things that one of my teachers mentions quite a lot, which I really appreciate, is many of us that are energy sensitive tend to have food sensitivities. Um, 
many people that I know on the spiritual path landed on the spiritual path because of an illness or because of an accident that caused physical restrictions and limitations. And they found themselves in that struggle of trying to figure out, okay, how do I make sense of this? How do I improve this? And they, and so migraines could be an example of you stepping into yourself and your body not really knowing how to manage all of that energy. Um, and so it's creating this kind of overload. Um, you can always ask your team to slow down and say, hey, if this is if this is actually in fact what's going on, do me a favor, just tone it down just enough so that my body can adapt a little bit a little bit more easily. Um, you can also ask your body to relax and to allow more to speed up, to catch up to the energy. So you can play, you can play both sides of, of the process so that you can find more of a balance if that's in fact the cause of, I, of the migraines. I already have. I mean, I totally have migraines. I when I have two types of migraines because this once I can write this out now, I can write it out and then I can just share my whole story because it's it's a story. I mean, it's amazing, you know, but just everything that is in the past that brings it to now with everything, everything that I put in my life, not knowing some things and not thinking that I could ever meditate or, you know, work with chakras or anything and just having this whole whole epiphany and awakening and it's just been so amazing and I've been expressing myself all along but I've just learned how to calm myself down and be in my moment because I told my son that's 34 years old that's coming through his own thing so I'm coming on a 20-year cycle on October 22nd so um and that's my day that everything comes full circle for me that I have been through and um but just to have all this confirmation, like I said, you know, and with the migraines, I get going everywhere sometimes, just just me. I just, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Well, <clears throat> to add to what Sean is saying and what I usually um, guide my clients with is two things. Our mess is our message that we're here to share with others. And also, when something surfaces, whether it's just physical pain or illness or disease, really tapping into the actual period of time when it surfaced, like what was going on in one's life at that time that this had to surface. Because there's always something on an emotional level that shows up, some sort of trauma that shows up that then creates I'm going to use the word and what I'm hearing is explosion in the body. Like our body explodes. And this is why whatever it is, whether it's the migraines or something more seriously shows up because the emotions have been pushed and shoved so low that finally there's no way, there's no stopping it at this point because it's an explosion. It's like everything is just going to come out. And as everything comes out, it's coming back to like what was going on at the time when I started, when the bo your body started getting sick. 
Because in theory, when we really think about it, our bodies are not really meant to get sick. What the sick is really is really about the body's way of saying there's a message here that needs to be shared. And you need this experience. You need everything that you've experienced. Every one of those single days that you went through, you need all of that to be able to share out to your audience, to your tribe, to somebody else that's experienced something very similar to you, where you now have this hands-on experience to say, this is what I went through. And I can help you. And because when we think about the, the migraines, I mean, theoretically, talk about migraines and chakras, it's third eye and, and crown. These are the two main chakras that are actually being expanded so much to open you up, to take you into that higher vibration. So when we experience this energy that we've been experiencing with the lion's gate activation, this full moon on the 11th day and anything else, five planets in retrograde, all this going on in this period of time. Yeah. Those migraines are going to be amplified because there's so much spiritual wisdom being downloaded for you to receive and then send out an email message. So it, it, it's when you can, you know, and you can write it down and put it out there to do so because you have a powerful message to share from your mess to your message. And your body is, your body's your temple and your body has carried whatever it's carried so you can share your journey with everyone else. So your chakra system is actually working with you, <laughs> believe it or not. Well, I've, those I've finally got it working for me now because when you say that, <clears throat> I just have to watch what I eat. But, yes. um, but the thing of it is, though, since I've got it in balance, more balanced and everything, it's so amazing because you say headaches now because I have been getting downloads and stuff and things. But my headaches have been amazing because I love myself and I take care of myself. I mean, it's just what it's all about now. Yes. And, you know, I've just find a way to use my tools and, you know, just learn things. I mean, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Excellent. Excellent. And just have a curiosity, Sean, and it could just be a yes or no answer. And if we need to, we can do this off, off, off the uh, show. Um, do you have Aries and sun, moon or rising sign? Aries. It's my Chiron. Ah, there you go. All righty. Yes. And for those of you who are curious, those who have Aries in primary um, planets associated with Aries is headaches. It's migraines, number one uh, physical con uh, symptom that shows up for most Aries, wherever it sits. So it makes a lot of sense. And it's your Chiron energy. And Chiron right now is in Aries in retrograde. Mm -hmm. So congratulations. Thank you. Well, and thank I, you for Aquarius, sharing, Sean. Aquarius rising and <laughs> yes. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing, Sean. Thank you. Yes, thank you. So Tina has a question. Uh, let me just unpin Sean. Tina has a question here. Um, I've been struggling too with my back, but can't seem to find the core issue. I've tried everything to release my feelings that I could think of. And also an endless ringing in the, in my ears. Has anyone else got the ringing in the ears? So let me address the second part of that question. I have had ringing in my ears most of my life and never gave it much importance. I just thought that it was what everybody had. Um, in the last two years since I've accelerated my connection with spirit, 
the ringing has gotten much stronger. Right now, it's really, really strong. Um, and for me, it fluctuates. Sometimes it feels like crickets, where it has like a rhythm to it, where it's like pinging. Um, there's times what, where it aligns with my heart, so I hear the the heartbeat within the ringing, so I can feel the the rhythm of of my heart uh, in the ringing. And sometimes I and what I've noticed recently, which and this is new for me, in the last week or so, I've noticed that sometimes I have two different tones, which I didn't notice before. Now I can start. Now I'm beginning to recognize that there's a second tone at the same time. Um, and so, yes, um, I'm told that the ringing in the ear when it's not a medical condition, and again, emphasize this, um, use your own judgment on that. Um, but when it's not a medical condition, the ringing in the ear is our energetic team uh, or energies that are a part of us, that are around us and with us. Some say it's them wanting to communicate with us. Um, I'm not sure if that's, ne if that's necessarily accurate. Um, I always say, well, if you want to communicate with me, start talking to me, <laughs> um, which I still can't do. I still cannot talk to them um, actively. Um, but anyway, so hopefully yes. that's helpful. Um, many of us, I think, in the in the spiritual community have ringing in our ears, um, and that seems to be quite common. Um, yeah. yeah, if I may, if I can add a little something to what you just said. Yeah, when it comes to ringing in the ear, as I say to all clients, including myself, when you think about a ringing sound, it's like a doorbell or a phone. I say, answer the call. Spirit is literally trying to get your attention. Whether they're trying to say something to you or they're putting something in front of you to pay attention to. And sometimes the best way to actually pay attention to something is when that ringing is there because now you're going to take your energy and, and, and like you're going to look around. So you might find yourself literally zooming in on the very thing spirit is trying to get your attention to. When we think of ears, we think of that throat chakra as well. And also going to bring the attention to the awareness of the back. Because if you're experiencing the tingling and the, the, the ringing in the ear, it could be associated also to the fact of that the support that you may or may not be getting from, and what I'm hearing here is support from in a relationship is what I'm actually hearing. There's, there's a lack of support in a relationship. And it's so funny. <laughs> my, my, my guys have really interesting sense of humor. What they're saying to me right now is the ringing in the ear shows up. So you don't have to listen to what the person is saying to you. So it's almost like, almost like they're putting earmuffs on because it's time to stop paying attention to what that person is saying because they're not supporting you on this journey. And I'm hearing that loud and clear, loud and clear. I'm even getting sensations as I say it. So whomever it is that, that you have that is in your realm and you're not supporting where you're going, Suggestion would be stop sharing with them what it is you are doing because they're not supporting you. And that might very well help your ringing in the ears stop and definitely help the back support is what I'm definitely hearing loud and clear. I hope that helps. <clears throat> and one thing that I just want to add to this is, again, 
be very um, use your own judgment with things um, and what resonates with you. Because, and I'll use myself as an example. My ringing is constant. So if spirit wants me to recognize that there's something that I need to notice or it's a message that they want that I want to focus on, well, the ringing isn't going to help because it's constant. So there's no difference. Some people I know get ringing in the ears occasionally as a sign that they're receiving a message or that there's something that they, they need to focus on. My ringing is a constant 24 seven. Um, so if that's the message that they want me to know, then that's not helping. Um, in my case. Um, but, and again, what Joanne just said, if that resonates with you, beautiful. There's something there for you. And if it doesn't resonate with you, that's beautiful too. There's nothing inherently right or wrong with anything that Joanne says or that I say. It's, it's what resonates within your own experience that points you to what feels and aligns with what's going on with you. That's what you want to pay attention to. Um, and, uh, I just want to make sure that there's a couple things. Yeah. Not missing anything. Um, so just a couple more comments about, uh, high frequency always on rarely do I hear complete silence. Yes. Ringing in the ear at time. My take is that there are spiritual energies around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so <clears throat> it, it's an interesting kind of concept and thing to think about as well is, so for those of us that have the ringing on 24-7, like constantly, you know, what are we not listening for? What are we not hearing? What are we not giving attention to within ourselves, within our own process, within our own experience? Um, so those would be kind of questions that that we can ask ourselves as well. Um, so really interesting, yes. interesting conversation. Thank you guys for bringing that up. And if I can add something regarding the ringing in the ear, specifically for Daniel is what I'm hearing this for. And it could be for anybody. Now I noticed that you wear, um, what do they call them things? <laughs> your, um, earplugs, your, no, not earphones. Thank you. Yeah. Do you wear them a lot in the course of your day? Or just when you're doing your Zoom events? Just when I'm doing events, just so, that, so there's, if there's any sound through the computer, the microphone doesn't pick up. Yeah. You know, because for myself, which is really interesting, I cannot wear earphones. I find that when I wear earphones, it literally distracts me from hearing spirit. So I choose not to wear earphones for that purpose. Otherwise, if I do wear earphones, what I do notice for myself is after wearing them, doesn't matter how short or long, my ears will ring the remaining portion of the day. So I don't know if there's any connection there, but I know for me, when I don't wear them, I get the ringing in my ears. But that's usually because spirit is trying to get my attention or that's something or someone I'm working with. There's something they need to hear. And then I have to really tune in and channel whatever the messages I have to deliver. So just food for that. Food, yeah, for, food for thought. On that one. Food for thought. Yes. I, mean, yes. I, I one of my teachers, uh, again, Jamie Butler, who I recommend to anybody interested in learning more about energy and learning about channeling, um, jamiebutlermedium.com. I am trying to get her onto the show. Uh, so 
if anybody's interested in helping me push the energies in that direction, I'd appreciate it. Um, but the reason that I bring her up is because she will talk to us about how sometimes if we're learning to channel, it's easier not to have earphones. Um, I have never had an issue with that personally. Um, I like to have, like I say, I like to have the the connections so that I can hear the people that I'm working with uh, more accurately. Um, and also so I can separate the sound from the microphone uh, should anything come through, because sometimes the computer bings and dings and stuff, which I don't want to transfer to the to the sound. Um, but yeah, like you say, food for thought. Appreciate yes. it. My pleasure. Um, so any other questions or comments you guys want to share, please feel free. Um, Joanne, thank you for, for these conversations about the chakra and about the ringing. And um, I would love to get a little bit more of an understanding from you on in the work that you do. How do you integrate, blend, work with the physical and the spiritual? And how do they relate to each other? I would love to get a little bit more of an understanding on that. In reality, they don't relate to each other at all. <laughs> when we sit here and speak about the mind, body, spirit, and emotions, the average personal trainer don't bring, bring it together. Now, for me, as a holistic personal trainer, when working with clients, my primary goal and focus when working with a client is to help them, before we even start a workout, connect with their body by connecting with their chakra system to see what area of their body, what chakra may be a little sluggish for that moment. Because every single day, throughout the day, we may experience some, some sort of um, interaction that may create a stagnation in a chakra. So when they come in for their workout, it's like tapping into their chakra, having them become aware of their chakra points. Now, when I work with clients, depending on each client, Sometimes it's a visual of let's connect with a color of that chakra. Sometimes it's a feeling. Can we feel into that chakra, meaning the energy behind it? Sometimes it's a combination of both. We zoom into one chakra for that session, whichever one is either uh, they're feeling energy in or they're seeing a color of or not seeing the color. And then I ask them to focus them on one thing they want to let go of from that particular chakra, from that particular area of their body. And then we set an intention for that workout. And the primary source of it is about them being able to feel good in their body, feel strong and confident in their body when they're actually working out, as opposed to just lifting the weight because they, as I like to say, they want their booty, booty to look nice. They want their boobs to look nice. For the guys, they want their arms to look great. They want their shoulders to look great, which is all great. And that's the secondary part of it, you know, the rewards we get when we do this. But it really is about blending it in reference to that connection on how am I feeling before I start my workout? Is there something going on in my mind that may be distracting me from feeling strong, from feeling confident, from feeling as though I can do this today? And if there is, let's work on clearing it out and then replacing it with something that's going to actually enhance the, the workout for that day. So once they complete their workout, they see themselves because, again, that visual we have 
most of the time we have mirrors around us. And it's about looking in at your body and zooming in on everything about your body that whether you like it or don't like it, my process is to get them to love every part of their body. It doesn't matter if they do or don't, but to focus and understand why they love their body and making that connection while they do their workout throughout the entire workout. So by the time they finish their workout, my goal is that they empower themselves enough to feel more confident, to feel strong, to feel joyful and happy. And when they're feeling that within their body, but they literally look in the mirror and be like, wow, I look, I look and feel good in my body. That then is going to expand out into the world, into their workplace, into all of their relationships because they love what they feel like and look like. And it's a domino effect to everything else because when we take better care of our body inside out, then we take better care of everything else around us. So blending the visual, blending the feeling prior to the actual workout and then even more so when working out recognizing that every body part as we just got done saying is associated with a chakra so getting them to realize like okay when we're going to do a bench press or an incline press or a push-up we're activating the heart chakra so how can we bring that heart chakra's energy into the workout to bring joy and excitement to their workout so for me it's 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 blending the as i call it the superficial world of working out and it's also letting go of the the old programming and mindset in regards to for most women i i know some men experience this too where we have this lower vibration connection to how we feel about our bodies and also food where there's such a disconnect to when we exercise, there's so many people who are restricting their calorie intake when they work out. And it's like, well, how do you expect to see results in reference to building up lean muscle tissue if you're having a calorie deficit? So we bring that into play as well, that connection where we want to feed and fuel your body so you can actually have lean, healthy muscles and feel good in your body as you exercise in the gym and while you're outside as well. And when we feel good in our body, I believe that it really is a domino effect to everything else we do in our day. So blending it all together, mind, body, spirit, connecting the chakras, visualizing the positive self-talk when we are working out, keeping it positive after the workout and reminding ourselves that we do need to feed and fuel the muscles so we can have the healthy body we're looking to be in because after all, we only have one body. We get to do this one time, you know, no matter what they say about, well, if you don't, if you don't complete your soul's purpose in this lifetime, you're coming back. The reality of it all is we have no idea that we come back. You know, that's just the reality. So we only really have one body, one time to do this. And when we can learn to treat our bodies well and connect and bring it all together, the visual, the positive mindset, the fueling, the feeding, the moving, that's how I blend it all together with my clients. So a couple of things that I want to kind of mention that popped in my head while you were talking, um, whether or not reincarnation is real or not. It's a really interesting subject. Yes. Given that I work with spiritual regression and that's the work that I do, 
I'll be the first person to say that I don't, I cannot tell you if it's real or not. I believe that it is. It makes sense to me that it is. It oh, aligns with me too. that yes. it is. But I'll be the first to say whether it is or isn't, I don't know. Cause in the end, you know, once I die, that's when I'll find out, you know? <laughs> so I love the idea of kind of recognizing that we need to honor the body that we have because right now this is what we are experiencing this is where our consciousness is even if we're in multiple bodies and multiple dimensions and you know however that whole thing plays out which is another conversation altogether the fact of the matter remains that our current experience is within this body um and so i i love that emphasis um loving the body as it is learning to recognize the beauty of the body as it is um is another thing that i that i really appreciate and on top of that helping the body to become more limber become stronger eating well so it, it it's not for me it's not uh one or the other it's one supports the other and so yes. it's it's loving my body even with my body fat. Yes. And then recognizing that I can help my body to be fitter, to be in a more responsive state to physical activity and to physical exertion. Um, and being comfortable with wherever it is that I am with that interest of wanting to make some changes. And so I love exactly. that, that focus. One thing that I do want to just kind of backtrack a little bit. Um, I, hopefully you guys are still on that where we're talking about the ringing in the ear. While Joanne was talking, what I was hearing as a reminder to myself, and I want to share this with you guys. For those of us that have ringing in the ear, that doesn't necessarily mean that there's anything for us to do. It isn't like there's something wrong with us. It isn't like we need to heal something in ourselves. It isn't that we haven't worked out trauma or drama or, or, or whatever in our past. And that's what, that's why we're still having an ear. As far as I'm concerned, in my experience, I've got the ringing in my ear because my body is taking in so much energy right now. And that this is a representation of that. My body is shifting and constantly adapting to the changes of the energy of the universe and the changes of the energy within myself, because as I am expanding my own awareness, my body needs to adjust and I'm expanding quite quickly in the last couple of years and I continue to expand quite quickly. Um, and so my body is adjusting to all of these changes in energy. And for me, that's what the ringing represents. Um, so. That's what I would kind of just add to this conversation because I know that a lot of us can fall into the trap of, oh, something's wrong with me. I need to fix this. And, you know, I've got an issue. You know, I, I forget, you know, um, uh, let me kind of go back to this. I've been struggling too with my back, but I can't find the core issue. And this is what I'm kind of speaking to. Maybe there isn't a core issue. Give yourself some, some, some space. Allow yourself to relax into your experience. Maybe the issue with the back is that you're so tight trying to figure everything out that it's creating that kind of resistance because you're trying so hard. And so just relax into your experience and recognize that, you know what, you're perfect exactly as you are. 
all of the colors of your life, all of the colors of the traumas, of the dramas, of the issues that I've experienced in your life have made you who you are. And you are a beautiful, amazing individual. There is nothing to heal when we recognize the higher level understanding of our experience. Now, having said that, I've got my own dramas and traumas and things that I'm working on and healing as well. But there's a lot of space that I give myself with regards to my process where, you know, maybe it isn't so much about having to heal a wound of my father beating the shit out of me in the back of a car for, you know, when I was seven years old. And maybe it's about me recognizing that that doesn't matter if I had the shit beat out of me when I was seven years old in the back of a car. Because ultimately, I am divine energy. I am source energy. And when I recognize that I am source energy, everything heals itself because there's nothing to heal. And so that's the direction that I tend to go towards. Um, and so I just wanted to bring this up and share this because it there's a couple little comments that have been said throughout the conversation, especially with the ringing in the ear. You know, what what is this message? What is this telling me? Yes. Maybe it's not telling like you to, anything. I'd like to add something to that, Daniel, regarding the word healing. Very similar to the health, fitness, and wellness industry where there's so many different trends that we go through. I think the word healing has become a really big trendy word for many you know, in, in the spiritual realm. And it's not so much about that we have to heal anything. I think it's more about we need, we're here to learn. We're here to learn. And the whatever the areas are in our bodies that are showing up, it's about what can we learn from this experience? So just as Daniel said, you know, if, if one's experiencing stiffness in the back, it could just be about learning to lighten up, learning to let go of your resistance of thinking that you have to fix something. You don't have to fix anything. Nothing's broken. Everything's exactly how it needs to be aligned so you can learn something about the next thing you need to learn. And that, I truly believe, is the spiritual wisdom that we all carry. And when we can move into that space that I don't have to heal anything. I have to learn something. And that healing part of it is just part of what we need to learn about this journey as we move forward. And becoming just a, a higher version of ourselves. And as Daniel said regarding the ringing in the ear and I think many of us can actually like be really aligned to what Daniel was saying about we all are at a much higher frequency than we've ever been before. I mean, really, reality is we only have this life, so we can only compare to what it was before, you know, when we were younger. Now, again, those who have experienced their spiritual um, gifts at a much younger age who've been carrying this throughout a whole lifetime could be could have a different um, perspective to the statement, but because we're all experiencing a higher vibration every single day, it makes sense to why we would be experiencing ringing in the ear because our vibration is so much higher. You know, so it's not necessarily about even answering the call. It's just like, well, this may just be part of the fact that we are we the veil between spirit and the human realm is so thin. And of course, those of us who are doing our learning right now, that veil is thin. So we may very well experience ringing in the ear and just to let it be. You know, and that would, that would be just 
you know, my own advice to myself is like when I do experience ringing in the ear, which does happen. And sometimes, you know, it, it goes, it, it gets to the point where I have ringing in one ear and my other ear completely gets clogged. That's an interesting experience in itself. And I've had times where I've had to say to clients as they're chatting with me about something, I literally have to say, I, I do this with them. Only because at that point with the ringing in the ear and the clogged ear, I can't hear anything. So I literally have to say, and they just look at me and it gets them to pause for a minute. And then once they pause, I just allow myself to close my eyes. So one of the two, whether it's the ringing or the clog, and I prefer it to be the clog to sort of dissolve itself. So then I can hear again, but it's that frequency that we're all rising to, you know, could be very well the reason why we have ringing in the ear. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, thank you. Tina makes a comment here. I was thinking of Dolores Cannon and wanted to find the real reason. Um, there's a couple things that I want to add to this. If you're drawn to Dolores Cannon, absolutely go in that direction. Cause there's something there for you. Um, I work with spiritual regression, which is primarily based on Michael Newton's, uh, work. Um, uh, Scott Fitzgerald Tamble was my teacher in past life regression. He's also a, a life between lives um, facilitator. And so we're going to be talking about how to utilize spiritual regression as a way to connect with your spirit guides and with your spiritual self and with your team and to connect to what it's like to be spirit once again. Um, and the reason that I'm bringing this up is because, again, there's no right or wrong. Um, the way that I work with people in a spiritual regression is to help them understand that the journey is for their team to share with them what's most relevant for them to hear and to experience. Um, so whether you go with someone that's Dolores Cannon based or Michael Newton based or, or neither of them based, whatever feels right for you, my recommendation would be just going with the open mindedness of share with me what it is that I need to understand right now. And whether it's the reason of whatever it is that you're looking for or otherwise, go in with that openness. And so I just wanted to kind of add that in, given that, that Tina put that into the chat. So Joanne, thank you. Um, so with regards to our physical health, given that you're a, a trainer, a physical trainer, and of course, we're talking about the relationship between our spiritual health and our physical health. Um, one of the things that I tend to really focus on is the relationship between the spirit and the body and the relationship between... Where am I going with this? How much do you integrate or include the conversation of grounding and connecting with Mother Earth as part of your practice? And my screen just froze, so my connection's probably really slow. Um, yeah. So I don't, I, I don't know. Answer. I don't know if you. My screen just kind of froze, so I don't know if it was on my end or your end. But in either case, did you hear my question? Yes, yeah. I did hear your okay. question. Yes. The answer to your question, when I work with all clients and even for myself, grounding is extremely important 
for a handful of reasons. To start off with, grounding helps us to focus. So when we are going to work out, we have to focus. We, we really need to be in the now. And I know that's a really big thing. I know many years back, the now concept was the most important thing. You know, yesterday doesn't matter. It's done. Tomorrow hasn't gotten you yet. All you have is now. So you got to focus on your now. So if you're going to take 15, 30, or 60 minutes to do a workout, you need to be in the now. You need to focus on why, your big why, you do, why you're working out. What is your reason for working out? And I remind clients to do that all the time because sometimes we get a little demotivated when we're not seeing, let's say, as I like to call it, the superficial results. You know, everybody wants to see the, the actual results where they can fit into their pair of jeans or they're that size two similar to Sean. You know, that everybody wants to see that. So we have to stay focused on what is your big why? What is your daily why? But what is your big why? And you got to focus. Grounding also helps us to stay balanced, where we actually can balance when we're having a good and bad day. Because we are, we're going to have good and bad days. There's going to be something going on at home that can be creating a tornado in your mind. But you have to bring yourself back into balance and finding a happy moment just for that time. And interesting enough, one of my clients the other day, she came in and she was in such a, oh my God, place that it was like, okay, can can you just for this time that we're together, take that energy that you're feeling, that anger that you got going on and let's put it into your workout so you can maybe expand through into the next evolution of this training today. So rather than being so angry that you don't want to do anything, take that anger and apply it into being strong today. And by time, let's, literally within the 10-minute period of her doing that and me helping her to retrain her brain for that time and shifting her emotions from, okay, I'm going to be angry, but I'm going to use it for my purpose, she was able to balance herself enough to literally feel better by the time she was done with her work. So balancing is extremely important protection when we work out similar to the spiritual realm we want to protect ourselves because if we are not focused on what we are doing and we are thinking about the next hour from now where we have to go back to work or the grocery list so you got to go pick up your children whatever it might be that can create an opening for an injury so it's really important to protect your own body when you are exercising and making sure that everything is alignment that when you are going to lift whatever it is, you're doing a shoulder press and you're standing, you're making sure your, your posture is aligned so you're protecting your energy. For me, when I work out, that actually opens up my gateway to connect with spirit. So I protect my energy. So when I bring when spirit shows up for me, I'm actually protecting it to the point where I can still get my workout in, but I can also receive the messages that I need to receive because I'm protecting that that whole field just showing up. So when I'm done with the workout, everything I receive from spirit, I can go and write it all down because I protect it. I put it into like a little box in my spiritual realm, so to speak. And then also when we think about grounding, it's recognizing how fierce we are. Fierce. Because sometimes... When we work out, depending on the exercise we have to do, sometimes there's a fear there where we tell ourselves, I can't do this. And 
my mantra when clients work out with me, there is no such thing as I can't do this. You can. You can do this. You may not be able to do it the way I'm doing it, but you can do it. So we're going to do however it is your body is capable of doing that movement. And I will fine tune it if the posture is out of alignment. If posture is not out of alignment, then I'm going to allow you to continue doing it the way you're doing it because that's how your body does it. You know, and, and I'm, I'm a stickler when it comes to form. And that's like where my eye goes all the time when I'm watching different videos and all these TikTok videos out there. It's like, oh my God, what are we doing to that client? But <laughs> so focus, grounding, balance, protection, staying connected to Mother Gaia, the earth, while we work out. So it's a primary source of any training I do with clients. The term that pops in my head is presence, being present yes. in what you're doing. And because you mentioned the idea of, of being in the now and every, again, I'm generalizing this, which is rarely a good thing, but every mystic and every and kind of important uh, historical teacher in, in this direction of, of personal and spiritual development will emphasize the importance of being in the moment. Um, so there's an aspect of there. There's an aspect of that conversation which will never stop being important to to kind of bring up. Um, and for me, the way that I relate to that is just being present in what I'm doing, having the yes. presence of of whatever it is that that is happening. Um, yes. So. And another thing that I like to add in regards to when we talk about grounding, two additional tools that I use when working with clients in regards to grounding. I work with crystals and I work with essential oils and both are in the area of when the client is working out. So specifically as going back to the very beginning of the workout, when I sit with them to find out what they need to release during that workout, what their intention is for the workout, I bring crystals into play, set it around the area they are in so they can attract both the release and the intention. And then I also have a diffuser going. So it can bring in the, as I, I'm going to steal this from one of my colleagues, the happy crack when they're working out. So they can tap into the endorphins because, again, depending on what's going on in one's day, they might be coming in or I'm seeing them do Zoom and they literally might be in a smack of, I just came out of a meeting and I have another meeting to go into and I'm feeling like, oh my God, I really wish I would have canceled the session. So I have to put happy crack on so they can raise their vibration while they work out so they can go back feeling a whole different way for that other meeting they have to go to. And you bring up a really interesting comment, which is going to derail this conversation, but it's also kind of time for us to start talking about this a little bit. How can people work with you remotely? How do you work with them remotely? Because clearly, I mean, you know, I'm not going to be able to go into your gym to have you work with me. But if I want to work with you and have you be part of my my team, um, how would you work with me remotely? Well, thanks to the pandemic and even prior to the pandemic, working remotely with clients is has become one of my favorite things to do. And it's very similar to if you're literally in my space. If you're literally like right next to me there, I will be, as we are right now, 
guiding you, talking you through the exercise where I will show you the exercise you're going to do, and then you're going to do the exercise you're going to do. And I will, again, check the posture out, make sure that you are correctly doing. And I will also, at that point, again, when clients work with me, I make sure I encourage them to pick up specific crystals and also encourage them to have specific oils with them. There's seven primary crystals I have them work with, seven primary oils I have them work with, and it's all included with the uh, prescription that they do purchase from me. And I then have it all mailed out to them. So this way here, it's not like an additional cost that they have to actually go out and buy. It's all included into their prescription plan. And just as if they were here with me, one-on-one or in a group group setting, which is something fairly new that I'm doing, uh, where I'm working, which is interesting because prior to, we'll say, 10 years ago, I used to do massive group personal training sessions, almost like known as boot camps, because that was the trendy thing to do back in like 2010, 2008. And I would have 10, 15 people in a group. So I'm bringing that back into play remotely so multiple people can work out at the same time, just as you have where you're seeing your whole screen. You know, I'll be able to see everybody in the screen and everybody will be able to go at their own pace because it, in the group setting, it's not going to be about how many repetition they will actually be doing as opposed to I'm going to have a timer going. So let's say, for example, I have them doing an exercise for 30 seconds. Somebody might get 10 repetitions out of that. Somebody might get six repetitions out of it. And I'll have them writing down between each exercise what they've actually done. So this way here, it doesn't derail one person's progress versus the other. Whereas if it was based on repetition, not everybody would be able to get the repetitions that I might request them to do in a short period of time. So it, it is a fascinating process as being able to do this virtually now and being able to reach so many more people as opposed to just relying on my general community. Absolutely, absolutely. And so having said that, can you talk to us about the offer that you're extending to the listeners of season two? Yes. So the offer that I have is called a 15-minute complimentary cosmic energy soul reading. Remember those cards I talked to you about earlier? So I would do a 15-minute reading to discover, self-discover on a soul's level, what areas, what chakras need need to focus on to help me then put together a soundproof soul's prescription for the individual, basing basing on what what chakras show up, what affirmations, what numbers. And I apply astrology and numerology into this reading as well. And then that helps me create the outline of that prescription. Now, in a general prescription, what's included, obviously, is the workout itself, Reiki energy work, astrology and numerology insight, and also fueling and feeding insight so the individual can get a better understanding of how to fuel and feed their body. It's not a diet, and I don't I don't give a diet. It's really getting them to better understand how to eat to fuel and feed. And this is what we discussed during that 15-minute complimentary self-growth discovery session. And then? 
Say it again. And then the invitation that you have is a 33% discount on the six-month body and soul transformation. Can you talk about that six-month process? Sure. During the six-month process, we go through, I like to call it an every four-week journey. See where we are in four weeks and take it to the next level if need be, if we if that individual is ready for that or continue their progress from there. Again, a lot of it is based on what their big why is to what they're looking to accomplish. If there's a specific area of their life they're looking to clear energy from and to move something new in. Also, another big part of my six-month process is, and very new, is I take clients and encourage them to become my student and then encourage them and inspire them to become a practitioner. So depending on where they are in that process, four weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, et cetera, the conversation that the individual I will have will then help me decide if this is a person that would actually be interested in exploring my methodology as my body soul transformation as part of something they would like to learn and then teach out as well. And another offer, which I did not share with you prior and it's very new. If anyone's interested, I have a three day free workshop. That's all about my body and soul transformation program. So if anyone's interested in participating in that, that takes place on August 22nd, 23rd, and 24th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Beautiful. And they can get in contact with you and uh, learn about you through holisticfitnessny.com. The link is in the description. Um, I've also included there her email address um, on the website. Not going to include that in the, uh, the public state uh, going forward. Um, but the website will always be listed in the description as well. Yes. So thank- and the email, the email is probably the best way to reach me. Beautiful. And are there any questions or any comments anybody would like to add before we bring this conversation to a close? If so, feel free. Um, Joanne, I, I would love to give you an opportunity to add any anything else that you feel inspired to share. Uh, have it be something that we've talked about that you want to emphasize or something new that comes to you. I would love to to have you uh, kind of finish off with with something. What I'm actually being guided to share for those who may not be familiar with their astrology and numerology charts, they play a huge role in the work that I do. And as Sean mentioned earlier, when we become more aware of the energy of astrology, our planets, and everything that's going on whether it's retrogrades, the Lionsgate activation, full moon energy, there's something going on pretty much every single day. And when you can tap into that information, you get a better understanding of yourself. And then you can apply that, which is, again, things that I do, that I teach while working with clients to connecting with this energy and becoming very aware of how this energy is going to Tap into your emotions each and every single day. So, for example, the moon in itself, 
rotates every two and a half days. So where it is right now, which is an Aquarius, which is an air sign, very analytical, where it will be moving within the next day or two will be Pisces, which is emotional. And just with that particular planet, that changes our energy system on an emotional level. So I truly believe, I'm a firm believer that our planets and our numerology helps us to better understand what to do next and how to plan out our specific goals in regards to our health, fitness, and wellness and spirit for that matter. Beautiful. Love that. And so thank you again, Joanne, for being uh, with us, for sharing your work, your wisdom, your ideas, your thank you, your spirit, if you will. Um, so thank, thank you for being you. here thank with you. us. Um, for those of you that are going to be joining us for the next session, that'll be in about 30 minutes, top of the hour. Uh, again, reminder will be being sent uh, momentarily. Um, nothing else is coming up. So I will leave you guys with uh, being spirit, being human, and simply being from love. And thank you guys, and I will see you soon. Thank you for being part of this incredible experience. We hope that this session has inspired a new level of understanding within you, allowing you to expand more easily into the essence of your true self and become an even more powerful alchemist in your own life. We invite you to listen to the session again and again in order to go deeper each time and expand even more, have it be via the replays or the unlimited access package. If you have enjoyed being part of this event, we invite you to tell your friends so that they can join us in the future. We are grateful that you are here, and we thank you for co-creating this experience with us. Until next time, we leave you with being spirit, being human, and simply being from love. <laughs>